Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. Here comes the sun. Do, do, do. The sun Here comes the shining. sun. <laughs> it's all right. You guys don't know that Beatles song, do you? Mm. All right. I, I, I know that. I can't sing. All right. I get it. <laughs> right? I thought we were just making up song. No, that's the, the Beatles, sun man. Is out. It's 70 out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. 70 degrees after. I saw a great meme on social media late last week. It said, Mother Nature, minus one degrees to 70 degrees. Texas, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even it was, what, a PT yesterday, 30-something, uh, 39. I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm going in shorts. And I don't even care. <laughs> it was a balmy so 39 good. degrees. So good. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take anything other than whatever we just went through. Yep. Well, you know what? This is going to be a great week, right? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Well, you look so thrilled over there. Up. Yeah. You look so thrilled over there. What's up with you? I'm tired. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> my son decided to cry a lot last night. I don't know why. My husband says it was baby gas. He's got teeth coming in. It was what? Baby gas. Is that a real thing? Yes. I don't know. When I get gas, I just floof the the covers, and it's called the Dutch oven. Well, we recently (laughs) switched him over from formula to whole milk, and he's getting his fifth tooth in. Ooh. Um, And he's growing, you know, cognitive leaps and bounds and stuff. So It's exciting, right? Yes. But he keeps you up all night. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I'm well, really you know. Aren't you got you guys are switching off a little bit, right? Ooh. Huh? Ooh. <laughs> that was a head shake. Mm-hmm. Well, Can't I did hear that one. <laughs> Last night I did text him when he was crying and I'm like, you better comfort him before I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we have an awesome show this week. We all made it through uh, Snowvid 21, right? Yes. And uh, we have the director of Fort Hood's Public Works coming in. And uh, the, the guy responsible for removing snow, besides <laughs> Mother Nature. <laughs> so there's an actual job. position where somebody removes snow on well, posts? It's called Roads and Grounds, you know. 
you know, those guys that run those big machines and scrape stuff and, <laughs> you know, throw down sand and do all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think Kelvin and I got that interview, though, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah let's do you it. you got other work to do, you, yes. you know. But, uh, and we also are going to be talking scholarships later on in the show as well. Cha-ching! So, you know, stay tuned for all that and much more on Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. Hey golfers, are you looking for a new course to play? The Courses of Clear Creek is a 27-hole course with challenging greens located in the scenic rolling hills of Fort Hood. With a 300-yard driving range, two putting greens, and a four-hole kids course, we're the premier golf course in Central Texas. Our pro shop is always stocked with the latest golfing equipment and name brand apparel, while our beautiful pavilion overlooking the course is a great place to enjoy a cold beverage. The Courses of Clear Creek, open to the public, offering annual, monthly, and summer membership packages. Give us a call today at 254-287-4130 or find us on the web at hood.armymwr.com. It's what your tax dollars sound like. Fort Hood's great big podcast. And we're back. Kelvin and I are joined by two gentlemen from Fort Hood's Directorate of Public Works. We have the director, Brian Dosa, and Jose Ansira. He's DPW Supervisor of Roads and Grounds. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. I'm glad the sun is out and the sky is blue today. Yes. So Mother Nature did a number on Texas Forget Central Texas. Mother Nature did a number on Texas. And, uh, Jose, you guys were on the uh, tip of the spear trying to uh, battle the storm. Tell me about how things went last week with snow removal, ice removal, and all that stuff, and what's your, what the game plan was going in. Yes, sir. So the uh, the weather definitely took us by, by a shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, we came in initially. It was a little bit of snow and ice. But then the snow really came down, um, something we were not really prepared for. Um, we were able or fortunate enough to receive a, a salt brine machine that we had. Wow. Uh, we had planned this a couple months back, finally got it in, and we also ordered some salt brine in uh, in 200-gallon containers. Okay. So uh, because of the fact the way that it came in overnight, we were not able to brine prior to. Mm-hmm. But we finally got the word to come in and start uh, dealing with the ice. Right. Well, when we took care of the ice that one day on Thursday, <laughs> um, Friday Friday morning, it snowed. <laughs> right. So that was a different challenge. So we waited for a little while, got the word to come in, and we finally came in about 9 o'clock and started taking care of the snow. Yeah. Uh, we r- started removing it with uh, engineered construction equipment. Oh, wow. Really? Yes, sir. So, so you got help from 36 engineers? No, sir. We have uh, we ah, have that equipment ourselves. Okay. In DPW. Okay. Uh, our shop has the a lot of road construction equipment. All right. So instead of using the contemporary uh, sand that we're supposed to use, right, to remove the snow, we started using uh, graders, motor graders. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. And that that helped out. It did. Uh, we we're able to move the snow from the inside of the lanes to the outside of the lanes. Right. To pr- to provide uh, trafficability for ourselves and the rest of Fort Hood. And then once we removed the snow, we started applying our sand. 
it, it had to be easier for you when it was just mission essential folks coming in. There wasn't a lot of traffic. That's a, that was actually a good thing for your crew, right? It was a, it was an excellent thing. Yes, sir. So, uh, because of the volume of personnel that Fort Hood has, yeah, uh, it's it's a challenge. Even uh, right now, right now we're on the reverse side of the snow removal. We're doing the street sweeping. Okay, and um, it's a challenge maneuvering with all the traffic. All right, street sweeping. You brought it up, <laughs> uh, and we, we'll just stick with it. We'll yes, stick with the thought. You said you were dropping some salt. You, you also put sand down, and that's what you're sweeping up, right? Yes, sir. How, mu- how much sand did we dump on Fort Hood? It was roughly about 150 tons. Uh-huh. Well, I've been saying I've been missing the beach, so I'm all about <laughs> it. That's a lot. Yes, sir. So volume-wise, uh, you're probably looking probably about 20 foot, 20 foot in height by about 30 foot in base. Wow. Amazing. Wow. And that's just, well, that's the contoment area or that's all over? It would just be the um, the gates. Yeah. All the gates coming in, a few major intersections, the hospital and the fire departments. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Mr. Doza, how's well, your day? Good morning. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> just to follow up on Jose, I just couldn't be prouder of, of Jose and his team and, um, you know, they had to get up and get out of their own houses, their own neighborhoods to right. actually get in. Right. You know, so that many folks couldn't even get out of their neighborhood. And we're saying, Jose, and you're, you guys get into Fort Hood as quick as you can to get working on the roads. And they did. And it was pretty amazing. A lot of them, you know, live like we do all, uh, you know, Gatesville, other places. Right. And had a long drive to get in, and they were able to do it safely. And so my hat's off to Jose and team. Wonderful work. How many folks... Uh our make up the roads and grounds. Sir, we have 32 personnel. Um, and that's a great point, Mr. Dosa. We do have approximately nine personnel that do live up north. Mm, and wow. um, so we had to do some readjusting. Uh, those guys are definitely on our essential personnel list. But due to the fact of not being able to get in. Sure. Um, the three northern routes on Fort Hood were all closed off due to the inclement weather and ice. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to readjust and bring people in that we normally don't use as mission essential. Wow. And that also changed day day to day. Yeah. Um, as the snow went away, the ice came in from one day to the next. So the person we used on one day, we couldn't use the next for those reasons. I, I, I got to ask you, when Mother Nature finally helped you out on Sunday <laughs> and brought in 70-degree weather, all my snow, even the stuff from my driveway that I piled up three feet high, was gone. Uh you, you can breathe, breathe a sigh of relief now. It was uh, it was tough to see that all the work we had done had just gone away. <laughs> <laughs> so you were disappointed to I see the heat come in because no one else was able to see what we've done. You know. All right, Mr. Doza, from looking at Fort Hood and last week and and Texas as a whole, I mean, how did we do? So you know, I've lived in Texas for more than twenty years, and certainly an unprecedented amount of snow and ice and cold weather for an extended period. I have never seen anything like it. And, you know, so it obviously hit the state of Texas and central Texas in particular extremely hard. But but really, on Fort Hood, we did pretty well. Um, I think we're, we are very, very fortunate in that we never lost power, electricity to Fort Hood writ large. Uh, we had a couple of times where we had you know, an individual transformer or something blow out. 
uh, and were able to get out real quickly and get it responded, but we never lost power. We never lost natural gas. And most of our buildings on Fort Hood are heated with natural gas. Uh, Sometimes when the temperatures get really low, uh, the pressure in the lines can be a concern, but we were able to keep the pressure and keep our natural gas flowing. And then water, incredible. I mean, we never had to go to a boil water notice on Fort Hood. That means we never lost pressure in our lines. Uh, And I'll just like to publicly thank and recognize American Water. Mm-hmm. We privatized our water wastewater systems about 10, 11 years ago. Sure. Um, and they're our partner, and they helped us and worked extraordinarily hard uh, to identify and to correct leaks, fix broken lines, so that we could keep the pressure uh, here on Fort Hood and not have to go to boil water notice. And so, you know, for example, we had 16 major water mains that were broken and repaired. And so I'm talking wow. like eight to 10 inch lines that carry during the storm. Yes. Wow. Um, that we we were able to identify uh, and get repaired, you know, so that we could cut our usage, you know, so, so normally, you know, on a winter's day at Fort Hood, we would consume about 2 million gallons of water. Right. Um, because of the cold weather and the broken pipes and all the bleeding of water, we actually went up as high as 13 million gallons. Wow. Yeah. So that's more than six times our normal <laughs> <laughs> amount of water. Which, hence the, uh, hey, guys, can you conserve a little water for us? <laughs> you know, and it, it wasn't that folks were just really thirsty and they were drinking from a straw. You know, right. so, I mean, it was major leaks and water pouring all over the ground. Sure. And... Uh, and we've steadily chipped away at that to the point where yesterday we were at 5.4 million gallons. Okay, so you know, significant improvements, almost almost back to normal. Right. Uh, so I think just looking at looking back, um, I think we were very very fortunate on Fort Hood, and uh, and certainly because of a lot of hard work uh, on folks' parts. Uh, we were able to weather this weather the storm, weather so the storm, speak, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like you said, it was unprecedented. Me and myself, this is my second time living on Fort Hood seven years, never seen anything like it. Um, and I know you guys have done a lot to restore, you know, the damage. But what should people understand? Uh, we haven't seen anything like this before. You guys have been working around the clock. What can they expect uh, for issues that still might be going on? Yeah. So our biggest challenges that we have right now is we have some pretty major outages of heat and we've got some areas that are still cut off from water. So to try to get our water demand from, I said it peaked out at 13 million gallons down to something that's more manageable, like 5.4, we had to take certain areas of Fort Hood and completely cut the water off because we knew we had some major leaks in those areas. Uh, And then so there's some areas of Fort Hood that currently don't have water, and now we're in the process of restoring that water. And that's not where people live. C- correct. Dave. Okay. Yeah, good, okay. Good, uh, yeah, thanks for that. So we didn't lose water to any of our um, 12 different family housing villages, so they right. all maintained water. Okay. Um, we did have a couple barracks that lost water, and we've been we've been up and down with those. We had one over in First Brigade, First Cavs area that just been was restored this morning. Okay. Uh, building 41,008, and... Um, and so we're, we're restoring water. So that's something that people are going to see in the short term. And then I think the weather is actually, you know, our f- playing in our favor here. It's our friend. We, so heat, 
We still have heating outages in a number of places across Fort Hood, particularly a lot of barracks. But really, we're not in heating season anymore, so the weather's pretty mild. And it's going to get rainy and cold, I think, on Thursday. But um, The day you know, the show drops, yeah. I think the, the weather's going to prove to be uh, our friend going forward because we still have a lot of heating. Uh, and then beyond that, we've got you know some damage, so some water damage that was done in buildings. It's going to take us some time to to scope that damage, get contracts in place to, to actually come in and fix it, and actually carry out the work. So that's going to take that's going to be the longest pull in the tent, to be honest. So the end of the week is out of the question. So people just just realize they're doing all they can. If there's a problem identified, they they will get to it as quick as they can. But it, there will be a process to it. Yeah, thanks for that, and Mr. Dosa. I'm, you mentioned. Uh, Forty-one thousand and eight. We're currently taking water to that building. Yeah, thanks, Jose. Yes, up this morning, yeah, we got bottled water. So since we had cut water to that building, we've got sure. bottled, bottled water going over to the soldiers that are living in forty-one thousand eight. So perfect. Yeah, thanks perfect. for that. That whole uh, it's things are going. Some things are going to take a while. Uh, what I mean, maybe you want to go into that and and the. the 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 this week next week uh are, is any of this going to carry over longer than a couple of weeks what do you think yeah i think that doing the the, the actual cleanup and damage recovery is going to probably take months not weeks and what i'm talking about is going in and you know maybe having to replace the flooring or the sheetrock in a building or you know tearing out insulation we're going to get our, our priorities are to to address all the water leaks and to, to repair those, to get our fire suppression systems back on so our buildings are safe, uh, and then to make sure that we get our heating and our hot water uh, up in all of our facilities. Those are the priorities, and then we'll get to the, you know, the actual cleanup sure. um, of the facilities themselves. Sure. So, yeah. so we've got some contracts in place now, Dave. We, um, you know, this morning we had seven barracks over in the 87,000 block mm-hmm. uh, that because of the storms lost heat and hot water. Right. Uh, that happened Saturday night. We were able to come in and do a temporary fix to get, get it up partially. Uh, but now we have a contractor that's on the ground this morning doing that repair. It's going to be a couple of days, uh, maybe as long as the end of the week to get the repairs done. Uh, but, you know, we've already got contractors mobilized. We're already working to fix Sure. You know, broken heat and broken hot water. I, I think for folks, because there was, there is this uh, small section of the installation where we put out a boil water notice just for this targeted area or areas. Um, it, maybe if you could explain to folks how we know whether or not we have to put out a boil water notice and when you can lift it. Yeah, Go great, ahead. great, yeah. Dave. Thanks. Great question. So, when you lose pressure in the in the system, mm-hmm. uh, then you, then by state regulations, you have to when you restore the water, you have to boil the water until you can get a clear lab test. So, um, so out in the community in in Clean and where I live in Harker Heights, those systems lost their pressure. In my house in Harker Heights, we actually had no water Friday night uh, through about midday Saturday. Right. And then when the water was restored, we're under a boil water notice. And that's just to make sure that um, any bacteria that's in the water is killed. So boiling the water will kill that bacteria. Sure. Uh, And so, as I described earlier, we've got several places on Fort Hood where we um, made the determination to cut off the water in order to just cut our consumption and Mm -hmm. to 
to be able to isolate where we had major water leaks. As we return those buildings back online, so for instance, today, the Mission Training Complex, that's the big uh, building that was kind of the center of action for the warfighter exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been without water for about a week. Uh, they had a fire suppression system uh, break. One of the sprinkler heads broke, oh, and sure. they had a small, a small leak, a small flood in the building, not a, a terrible lot of damage, but we did cut the water. So we're restoring the water back in that building uh, today, and then they'll go on a boil water notice. So we'll say, hey, don't drink the water or use the water in the building for hygiene uh, until we've repressurized the building, and then we're going to take some samples, water samples, send them to the lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lab will say, hey, the back, there's no bacteria in the water. It's safe to drink. Then we'll lift the boil water notice, and the MTC then will be able to get used to use the water for drinking and personal hygiene. What's the typical turnaround with the lab work? And all yeah, that? I think uh, there's a lot of folks obviously trying yeah. to get those samples <laughs> yeah. in. So I think we're looking at more like 72 okay. hours, about three days. Typically, it was probably more like 24 hours to get lab results back. But just given the workload at the lab, we're probably looking at, uh, you know, three days turnaround. So I think restore the water today. I think we're optimistic by the end of the week we should have cleared the boil water notes in the MTC, for example. Thank you for that because that's very interesting to me because I still live in Colleen and we are under the uh, the boil water order still. And I'm really not going to take a chance. So until they lift it, you know, I'll never take a chance with bacteria. So that. That's very interested uh, hearing you talk about the time frame. So, yeah. closing thoughts, gentlemen. I I'll just close by saying I couldn't be prouder of uh, the entire Garrison team, uh, and particularly our DPW team. And uh, we had so many folks that were living through a personal tragedy with no power, no heat, uh, maybe no water at their house, and yet they were still working either remotely or coming into work uh, in order to help us fight through this situation. And I could just go on and on and list all the different people that, uh, that did that. So I couldn't be prouder of the team, great effort. And, and I think, again, we were very fortunate uh, in uh, that we didn't lose power and we didn't lose water here at Fort Hood, but we got a little ways to go getting uh, the recovery in place. Absolutely. And Jose? Yes, sir. I would like to thank um, all of our personnel um, they were definitely dealing with either loss of power or loss of, of water and or both. Um, but they still would come in and the rest of the DPW team. Uh, I would like to say a special thanks to all the ladies at the work reception desk. They mm. were really awesome. They were under a lot of stress, <clears throat> but they never, they never stopped. They never folded and uh, special thanks to them and the rest of our OMD team. Yeah, no, that's great, Jose. I mean, that, so when you call 287-2113, the person that answers the phone, or if you submit a, a work order for a barrack using ARMA, sure, uh, using the app, you know the person that's receiving that that uh, work order request are work reception. Right. Uh, so it's and I think we have all ladies. So I think those ladies, as Jose said, you know, were operating under tremendous stress. Uh, and again, they had personal crisis at their home, but they were here at work and they were answering the phone and. 24-7. We actually went, uh, you know, on a normal day on Fort Hood, we would get about 40 Priority 1 work sure. requests. Mm-hmm. Um, we had several days that we were in the hundreds. 
We had wow. one day that we got 400 Ten times priority the normal ones. Amount. Wow. So the phones were incredibly busy, and those ladies did a great job. So, Jose, thanks for that. Well, you guys are definitely rock stars in my eyes. We thank you all. Absolutely. Great and, to be with uh, you this morning. We will be talking about scholarship opportunities. We'll do that. Ching. After this, let your voice be heard at BOSS. What's BOSS? BOSS stands for Better Opportunities for Single Soldiers and serves the single service member community, active, guard, and reserve, as well as single parents, geographical bachelors, all U.S. military service branches, and foreign service members assigned to the installation. The BOSS program is based on quality of life, community service, and recreation and leisure. As a member of BOSS, have a voice and how you live, how you spend your leisure time, and how you support the community around you. BOSS membership and the program's available leadership and project management roles also will enhance your promotion packets. For more information about how you can become a BOSS member, visit our website at hood.armymwr.com. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Close enough for the government Good enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. We just heard the good things that DPW and our Warriors on the Road did to help our soldiers and families here on post. Not only get on post, but also kind of make sure that their winter experience wasn't wasn't that bad. We're not now, alone now, are we're, we? We're not alone because Melissa is here. <laughs> she didn't have to get off post to get back on, so you don't have to deal with the gates these days, no, do you? I do. Don't get me started. I live on Westford. Oh, yeah, she's on Westford Hood. Well, then you know my... Mm, yeah, but you're coming through Clear Creek. How bad is that? Awful. Awful? So I leave super early, right? I always leave between 8 and 8.10. It's yeah. not enough now. No, because the traffic is so backed up. It took me 30 minutes to get through the gate. So now I'm just going to go the back way. Okay. Hey, it's an hour from Temple. And that's if I leave early. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's you, all good. Kelvin, do you that's have me. any school age kids? <laughs> well, not school age. Sorry. My bad. Uh, college age children. No, but my dog is pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> if that counts. Dogs are like teenagers, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, no? my dog is worse than my toddler, so. Oh, I, I believe <laughs> it. I have a have a Chihuahua too, and that we'll say that for another day. <laughs> but she's very chaotic. What about you, Dave? I got a kid in the master's program right now. Oh Ooh. wow! Yeah. Well, I'm old. Well, You're not old. For all of those people out there. 60 this year, man. I got you beat by a ton. The Golden Girls were much, <laughs> much more advanced than you. Well, you know you're old if you're comparing yourself to uh, Betty White. You know <laughs> She's a natural treasure, Dave. Yeah, I know. You shout out at her birthday a couple of weeks shout ago. Shout out to Betty White. <laughs> for all of those members, military members, family members that are in college, we have Amy Yazzie, the president of Fort Hood Military Family Member Scholarship Fund. Hi. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Good morning. Me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. You guys have been doing this a long time, haven't you? 
They have since 1985. We Ooh, have been team. our own separate entity. 85. Mm-hmm. Have you been working there since 1985? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm the not. only one that could have been old enough to do that in this room. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, really. Um, you guys, uh, since 1985, how many scholarships are we're we talking about high school? Correct. Who, so who is not, it open to? So not only high school seniors, and mm-hmm. of course those are all military dependents, but also our all of our sweet military spouses that are looking to get their bachelor's degree okay. or some type of um, you know trade degree, right. as long as it's going towards a two or four degree, four year degree. Okay. Trades are the way to go right now. Yeah. I'm starting to think the same way. Uh huh. So how many scholarships last year? So last year we did 24 high school students and mm-hmm. spouses were awarded a total of $61,000. That's that, yeah. uh-huh. That's a lot. That yeah. is helpful. Yeah, even in the middle of COVID, everything <laughs> that went down, <laughs> we somehow pulled that one out of our hat. So <laughs> the application window, and the main reason why you're on the show today is to talk about where folks can go, yep. and the fact that the application window closes fairly soon, right? It does. It closes March 5th, and um, we opened it up a little bit earlier this year right. uh, just to give them time to, um, with COVID, things are just taking longer for a lot of the applicants, you know, getting documents, things that traditionally have just been, you know, I'll waltz in the office and I'll get it in 30 seconds and be on my way. So we did open it up earlier, but our deadline is March 5th and they can go to www.fhamfmsf.com, which of course stands for Fort Hood Area Military Family Member Scholarship Fund. I know it's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) They just download the scholarship application from there fill it out, and then they send it back to us. How are you guys doing as far as applicants this year? We really have not got that many applications Mm. in. So, yeah, Yeah. you got a good shot to score some money, right? Absolutely. And um, that's really was the case last year, too. I think with just COVID and things changing, things have been a little bit slower. And historically, you know, um, because we're all procrastinators, we typically (laughs) get most of the applications in right before it's due. And I'm sure it'll be the same this year. But um, definitely it would be well worth anyone's while that is – you know, uh, in that category, high school seniors and family members. Yes. Or, you know, and and spouses, uh, spouses, as well as the high school seniors, Mm -hmm. they are more than welcome. Get it in because you have a really good shot. Nice. One other thing. Um, all right. The, you, you don't create the, the money doesn't grow on trees. So you have partners that help you make this scholarship fund a reality. Why don't you uh, go into how that works? So we actually have a grant writer chair, and this year we have an amazing spouse, Katie Wayan, who actually has a master's in grant writing <laughs> and works at a college. So she's all about education. Right. She has been hustling very, very hard. And then we have these lovely partners that every year typically help us out, those being, of course, Fort Hood Spouses Club, mm-hmm. as well as all of our friends over at the Fort Hood Thrift Shop. So every year, those two are our major donors. And then, of course, 
um, Katie's role is to go out and she's been doing such a great job just finding little, little monies here and there with some of our other new partners that have come aboard, um, as of last year when she joined the board and, um, like HEB was one of our new partners, Walmart, nice. just certain stores, mm-hmm. Walmart, and, um, they've really been supporting us here in the community and we couldn't be happier. Okay. For you personally, what do you, how does it make you feel when you can, uh, hand out those scholarships beginning, you know, and, and by the way, the deadline's March 5th, but when do you award the scholarships? So typically 45 days after we close the application process, we contact the applicants to let them know that they have won a scholarship and then they find out the amount at our ceremony every year. Ah, so they don't know until the ceremony. Right. What, what is a typical, what, uh, uh, Typical amount for your scholarships. So last year we did anywhere from a thousand dollars all the way up to six thousand dollars. So holy moly, yeah. six grand! Mm-hmm. Wow, goes yeah. a long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it really, it really does. That's why it's well worth their while to get in there and download that application and get it in right away. And um, you were asking how I felt yeah. when we did it. Honestly, so last year, of course, it was COVID, so we contacted everybody by oh, telephone. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up doing a virtual ceremony instead of our typical face-to-face ceremony. Right. But I'm not joking when I tell you, like, I was crying. (laughs) Every student we were calling and they're crying. I'm crying. Our other board member was crying. I mean, it's really amazing to give somebody that gift. And especially with, um, you know, our spouses and our high school seniors, this is life-changing to get your degree as a spouse and become a two-income family or to be a high school senior and, you know, you know, decide that, hey, I'm going to go out there and this is just the beginning and I'm going to go get my degree. It really changes families and their future. And it's just such a rewarding moment to be able to help just a small part in that. Anything to keep down that student debt, right? Yes. (laughs) Is is a help. Yes, absolutely. Especially in today's day and age. So any chance that you guys will do a actual ceremony or are we still in COVID protocol? So we just voted earlier this year, um, Actually, uh, we have voted to do that virtual ceremony and we've got a couple board members that, um, you know, even with PCS possibly coming up and myself included, um, we just decided everybody was so devoted to this board Mm -hmm. that we would just vote to do a virtual because we didn't know what would happen. And that no matter where we land in the U.S. with the or or OCONUS, that we would go ahead and do that virtual ceremony and our board would stay on till the end of the year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. One more time with that website where folks can download the application. Please go ahead. Yes, www.fhamsandmarysandmarysandsallyfasandfrank.com. So fhamsandmarysandsallyfasandfrank.com. If you forget it, you can go on our Facebook site, Fort Hood Scholarship Fund, and it will be on there. Boy, that's easier to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, Fort Hood Scholarship Fund. Fun. Yes. Go there. Yeah. Check and it'll it out. redirect them to the website to apply, but it'll at least give them the information. Yes. Wow. Yes. Why did I ask for the website? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Check it out on Facebook. Like, you know, we're, we're promoing this show, right? <laughs> okay. Amy, thank you very much for swing for swinging by. Absolutely. Uh, I just so appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity. We and, really believe in what we do. And, and, and hopefully the numbers go up this year. Yes. Yes. Right? Yay. 
24 last year? Yes, 24 last year. I'd love to see more or even larger scholarships. There you you go. Yes. There you go. Thank you for joining us. And we will be right back after these brief messages. Thank you all. Where do you go to get the latest news from Fort Hood, Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. And where do you go if you want ideas for things to do in Central Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. What if you don't have a copy of the Fort Hood Sentinel? Then I go to my local newsstand and pick up a copy or go online to www.forthoodsentinel.com. The Fort Hood Sentinel, Fort Hood's premier place for news and Central Texas information. Standing watch since 1942. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety. In the store, walk in the door. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety. Look, bad jingles aren't going to stop the coronavirus, but wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety. Be a mouth and noser or else you're a poser. Do what's right, save a life, wear a mask. Got a problem? Write your congressman. Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. Well, that was kind of cool, talking scholarships. All right, we got to throw this around the room. I have some very highly educated folk in this room, don't I? Yes. Educated in the streets, yes. Okay. (laughs) Street smart. Street smart. (laughs) smart. Okay. I'm book smart. (laughs) Yeah, so... Melissa, you have your what? I have my master's. In what? In psychology. Master's in psychology. Get out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) So it was supposed to be industrial and organizational psychology, which is psychology of the workplace. Right. But. So are you studying us while we're sitting around this table? um, It's it's used more to uh, help with change in the organization. Uh, and or you know people use it to prevent workplace violence and stuff nice yeah well you know looking at kelvin you never know right (laughs) (laughs) okay so back to the scholarship theme though a master's in psychology did you take up a lot of student loan to get there no really Tell us how our listeners are going to want to know. <laughs> so I started when I first joined the military. I used my TA. Oh, there you go. Yes. Wow. I only had to pay for the last half of my master's degree. Really? And when you're in your master's, it's really hard to get grants and stuff. So right. you can only pay for it by a loan. Right. Re-up for the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? That TA. <laughs> what about you, Kelvin? I'm going to have a associates in general studies and I'm so close to finishing my communications and marketing degree, but it's just slow going. I, I probably need about, if I'm doing the math, 10 more classes. Yeah. But, night, oh, night school God. kicks your, you know what? It's just, it's, it's a whole thing. You know, I'm taking two right now, uh, a speech class and a, a uh-huh. communication studies class. It's just, one teacher, she is just, she's so extra. <laughs> but you know what? When you finish your degree, you're going to be like, 
what am I going to do with all my free exactly. time? This is no, I'm going to be thinking, well, what am I going to do with this thing? What I've been through <laughs> in life should be enough. But you know, I'm going to get this piece of paper. I will. I'm determined. And yes, um, I'm not going to say her name, Professor. I did cite the sources on my last discussion question. <laughs> so we can put that to bed. Man. Uh, so <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> honestly, is it just me? But well, of course, I had a frozen house, you know, for a week. But I'm sorry. Having 70 degrees hit on Sunday. And then the way it's been, yeah, it's a little chilly in the morning, but it ain't freezing. Uh, Man, I just feel great this week. How about y'all? Yes. Yes, considering Uh, that we just came out of a, you know, deep winter freeze. It is very nice outside. I'm very happy to see the sun. Very happy that mail is coming in and that my kids get to play outside. Yes. It's a win. Yeah. I I love the weather. I mean, it messes with my hair a little bit. (laughs) What Um, hair? (laughs) But one thing I did notice with with the nice weather, soldiers started to drive crazy. And I was crossing the street yesterday. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Trying to cross the street. This soldier, I do this thing where I, I like to be sarcastic when you don't let me. Hey, it's common decency. Can you please stop your car and let me? What? You're blatantly speeding anyway. So, look, guy, slow down. Let me cross. So, the soldier doesn't let me do it. So, as he's passing me, he's got his... Got his windows down. So I'm like, thank you. And do you know what this soldier said back to me? Huh? You're welcome. <laughs> and wow. I almost chased the car down, but I woosied and I woosied again. <laughs> and then I laughed a little bit, but deep down inside, I was still mad. But Pay today it. I feel good. <laughs> Pay long story sh- to those. Long story short, I feel good today. And let well, pedestrians cross the road. Pay attention to those soldiers crossing signs. Yeah. But also, barrack soldiers, walk with a purpose across the street. (laughs) I don't want to stop to let you across just so you can go slow across. (laughs) Because, I mean, I'm always going to let you cross the street, but I may have a quote or two to use while I'm inside my car if you don't hurry up. Yeah. You see that a lot around Motorpool Row. (laughs) Don't get me started. Is you get the parking lot in the middle, <laughs> in, in in the middle island, and then you catch it just right, and you're going down old Ironsides. That's right. <sighs> but I will always be sitting there for days. One hundred percent, let you cross the road. Because I'm considerate. People first. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we should really wrap things up for the week, Melissa. It's your turn. You didn't get to say goodbye last time, so it's your turn. Have a wicked good week, and we will see you or talk to you next week. On Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. Yeah, we out. Driving down the road again. Tar starts thinning and cracks crumble to gravel lines. Just on the track.